I was supposed to tell this story about how Kane had this girlfriend that he killed in a car crash. And it was just insane. And it ends up, I'm at a funeral home with a dummy in a coffin. Oh, my God. With Kane's mask on, pretending I'm Kane, I'm on top of the coffin having mock sex with this mannequin. Oh, my God, no. And, oh, and, Jesus Christ. Oh, yeah, and, and Vince is yelling at me, God damn it, do it harder, make more noise and stuff. It's got to be over the top. I really did. I screwed your brains out. I mean, the weekend belonged to All Elite Wrestling, right? I mean, it was just, it was AEW's weekend. Yeah, I don't think, I don't think WWE stood a chance after Friday night. Yeah, that was, that was amazing. That AEW show on Friday. And of course, when we talk about the AEW show on Friday, we're talking about Rampage. When we talk about Rampage, we're just talking about the first 18 minutes because the rest of the show, I couldn't tell you what happened the rest of the time. Was there the rest of the show? Uh, Sting, like, double splashed the 2.0 guys, and then I think Moxley won. And I think that's all I know about what happened on that match. I think I remember something about that. Uh, this, the CM Punk thing and the return to wrestling, I, I said to Bryant, it's 18 minutes that changed the entire business. I'm sorry, but that's, that is an amazing 18 minutes. And I'd, I'd done like a TikTok minute by minute, second by second thing on it. Stanley, what are you doing? <laughs> he's burying that bone you oh, gave him. Oh, he's got the bone with the thing over there. Uh, what, it was 18 minutes to change. I did like a TikTok version of it. Like, Stupid X Caliber is doing the plug of all the shit that's going down and what happened on Dynamite. At a minute and 24, the music hits. At a minute 41, CM Punk makes his first appearance. He's visible in the tunnel. At three minutes and 37 seconds, he does the dive into the crowd. I was doing the the minute by minute, and I'm like, motherfucker, they're going to take a commercial break before he even says a word. And they did it. And I don't know what – I can't even remember what it was live because I watched it live as well. I don't know what commercial they went to. I couldn't remember. I don't remember. On on demand, when they came back, it was um, it was Arby's, and I'm like, well, shouldn't it be Domino's? Because they, don't, don't they don't they owe those guys one? Yeah, make good from all that shit. But no, it was. And he he goes on, he does an incredible promo. It's not scripted. It's not like the best promo that he ever did or whatever. But it's like, after seven years, I'll cut him a break. It was amazing. The fans in Chicago went absolutely ape shit. Um, it was, I, I will be very interested to see what the ratings were. I mean, I, I was so wrong about Dynamite. I thought Dynamite was a million and a half all day. I would have thought at least a million, too. Turns out they were under a million. But now, all bets are off because they're doing the exact right thing. I mean, everybody who's listened to this podcast for any period of time, seen me on Twitter, they know that I've, I've shit on AW at the proper times. I can't shit on anything because that they've done now. They they did the exact right thing. They brought Punk out first. You can't have the rest of the show because people are just be chanting CM Punk the whole time during a Moxley match or a Sting match or anything else. They had him out. They did the 18 minutes, and then they did the rest of their show, and it was absolutely spot on, 100% perfect. I personally didn't want to see him take on Darby Allin in his first thing, but I'm, I'm okay with it because those guys are going to have some good matches. And shit, I mean, it, it, it's the most exciting thing to happen in wrestling in a minute, for sure. Oh, it's not even... I, I'm sitting here thinking, I don't even think there's anything close. We were, we were talking about the most exciting things that happened in wrestling, like, this century. That even compared, it would be even the same ballpark. I, I thought the Daniel Bryan retirement thing was just an amazing thing that you had to watch and evoked a lot of incredible emotion. Vince McMahon going on TNT on the final Nitro and announcing that he has bought it. Of course, they did the the thing with Shane and all that stuff. Um, all of that was was tremendous. I don't think any of it holds a candle to that on Friday night. That was unbelievable. And we're, we're we're talking kind of real shit here. We're not we're, yeah. we're talking we're not talking about storylines, angles, stuff. and stuff like angles, that. Yeah. There's nothing like that really. Like NWO, like the Hogan thing. You know, it's not not like that. Nothing like yeah, Bash at the Beach or anything yeah. like that. But th- this century, this is. As shocking as anything, it was seven years, and then he he makes his appearance in his hometown of Chicago. That crowd is hot as hell. Of course, Tony Khan gets the rights to cult of personality. Of course, that music just blasts off first thing. And as Brian Last and other people have pointed out, if Daniel Bryan comes to AW, Brian Danielson, he's going to be able to use his music as well because Flight of the Valkyries is just public domain as far as I know. Yeah. And you can just grab that and have no problem with it, so... I, I just thought Friday night was incredible. 
the visuals of people, the the guy crying in the crowd. I mean, if anybody busts that person's balls, and I really haven't heard anybody do it seriously. I, I thought it was great to see somebody have that much emotion and care that much. And the other thing is, I can't believe it's been more than 24 hours they've not been able to find this guy because they're offering him like all of this stuff at the impact they want to get yeah. him free boots and a trip to you know and a blow job from jenna jameson and there's like all this shit that's gonna and nobody i you know somebody somebody goes out and they they get mad and they body slam like a clerk at walmart they've doxed that person within two hours right they've contacted their employer <laughs> yeah. they've got the guy fired they know where he lives they've got they got his address and everything and they cannot find this guy and that blows my mind man yeah they'll find him they'll they man in in, in the technology we have now they'll they'll find him that's that was, that was just a remarkable 18 minutes to change the entire business you're gonna get your dog yes what's he doing I, i'm afraid he might have to go Oh, we gotta go, we gotta go pee. So we'll talk about CM Punk for just a moment. Phil Brooks, of course, I've been a huge fan for a number of years, going all the way back. I, I, the first time I remember seeing Phil Brooks was on MLW back when he was doing the Pepsi Plunge, which is interesting for a straight edge guy who doesn't even have any caffeine to have a Pepsi logo tattooed on him. And then, of course, all of the years later, he goes through the WWE. The the promo itself, if you haven't seen it, I think everybody's seen it by now. I've seen it all the way through. Oh, I've like, seen it. How many? We, I asked you how many times you watched it. You like three or four times, or at so. least three times yeah. all the way through, and then bits and pieces of it, maybe at least twice more, just in the twenty four plus hours since it's been on. So, I mean, it's just it's the best thing ever. Uh, I don't know. I I don't know if I agree with everybody else about this is the greatest time ever to be a wrestling fan or whatever. It's a great time. It's an amazing time. Uh, it, it, it's the best time as I've. It's been a long time. I mean, that's that's for sure. That's for dang sure. Except that WWE sucks ass right now. And then well, they proved it um, time and time and time again with their little pay per view tonight. Well, they 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 brought this shit on themselves, man. There's no question about it. I mean, it's just it's just like I've seen so many times since the Punk thing. It's like people have said. Hey, look what happens if you give the fans what they want. How about that? It works. What was your What was your favorite part of the um, the punk promo on Friday night on oh, Rampage? My, the, the, my favorite part would probably be, man, I, I I have to say when he first walked the fuck out and dropped to his knees. That was amazing. I, I, that was just that that was just. It's just like I said, man. If Taz is over there telling you how much what, oh. what, what kind of goosebumps he has, fucking badass Taz. That's unbelievable. It's okay for that dude to cry. It it's is. okay for me to be marking out and you to be marking out and whoever else to be marking out for Punk coming back because this is a big deal, man. It it's a huge deal. I, I loved all of it. I mean, I, and I, I love the part where he was like, hey, if anything that I did in my personal decisions, if it caused you any consternation or worry or whatever, I get it. I had to do what I had to do, and I had to get away from the place to get well. I had to get away from the place that made me sick. Of course, I was—I'm paraphrasing now. He said it way better than I did. Well, the people, and, and you know, the people in AEW, the the fans that go to AEW shows, so appreciate that. Yep. They—they—they like we're we're good, man. You know, absolutely. We know you went and kind of flopped in in in, in the MMA, but that's okay, man. We love you. We're glad you're back. We're not we're not knocking you. We're just glad you're here. Well, you remember you know? all that shit at first about all those people who were like, "Man, you gotta come back. You owe it to me. I bought your house for you and all that shit." Well, <laughs> all that stuff. those guys have. I think those guys have left some wrestling, probably. Don't you think? I would hope so. You know, oh, they're just assholes. By the way, I like your shirt. Thank the, you. The CM Punk shirt. The CM Punk shirt with the GI Joe logo, which the, is still available at Pro Wrestling Tees. If you're <laughs> that AEW shop was crashed like a motherfucker. Oh, and oh. I, I, I was looking earlier. There was somebody posted a, a a video from last night. The line to get a shirt. For, yeah, uh, it was just like uh, it went back from from the table. You know, well back from the table, up the escalator, up the stairs to the next level. You had to go up to the next level to come back downstairs to buy the fucking shirt. That's insane. And then I, he, the Larry the Pig uh, hoodie that he had on the zip up hoodie. Holy shit! Where do I get one of those? Thanks, I, thanks, Alexa. Has she had said it? I mean, that is a Larry. That's what that's what I saw, right? It's I, a, I guess. I thought I, it was a Larry the Pig sweatshirt because he turns around the back. I think that's the pig, unless Larry. You talking about Larry Steve? Like Alexa, Larry, the one that died? Yeah, yeah, the one that died a few months ago. Okay. I don't even know where you get a. I don't even know where you get a Larry the Pig sweat uh, hoodie. I don't well, know where well, you get well, that. She had a, a Larry Steve uh, Instagram. Did she? Yeah, it's still up. She still posts some old pictures. Because I kept looking there. for that shirt. I was like, man, I gotta see if I. Can I bet find you that I didn't notice or not. But I bet there is a store that be, she's got. That'd be amazing if there was. That would be something else. I didn't think about that. I bet I'll have to look. 
he, that was, was I love that part. I love the part where he talked about when he left ROH and he knew he was leaving this I place like that, that he loved yes. so much and he knew he was going to some place that was not going to be like home and he was very sad and he talked about that. And then he addressed Darby Allen and Darby Allen was up in the rafters with Sting and that was great. And he goes, hey, Darby Allen, you know, wrestling me is going to be tough, but wrestling me in Chicago is going to be the hardest thing you've ever done. And you're a tough son of a bitch like all these people in Chicago. And then when you thought he had finished, he had ice cream treats for everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Holy shit. Take my money. Those ice cream. My God. If they would have made up, they couldn't make enough of that ice cream. They couldn't make enough of the t-shirts. Uh, at this point, I, w- I went to the BR Live app on my Roku, and they're doing something to update that thing. I'm I'm already. I mean, I'm all I'm all in on that. We I'm looking forward to that, and it's two weeks now. Two weeks until we go to that pay per view in Chicago, which is going to be insane. So you're gonna be down. You're gonna you're, you think you're gonna get it? Oh, absolutely. I'm yeah. I was I was gonna be doing it anyway, but now, and yeah. now we don't we don't even know what's gonna happen in the two weeks. You know, something you never know, man. The, never know the rumors about Bray Wyatt. Going to AEW, Dave Meltzer says it's all but a certainty that Bray Wyatt is now going to sign with All Elite Wrestling. It wasn't, uh, but just a few days ago, I was saying that that this is all like a, a big ruse that Wyatt was going to come back as Wyndham Rotundo <laughs> or Rotunda, I guess, yeah. as uh, in WWE. That'd you know, be great. Like, you know, and say that well, Bray Wyatt was fired, but Wyndham Rotunda's back. Yeah, they, you know. There was a Fiend sign on there. Oh, the, the Raiders, the logo. Raiders logo <laughs> with the Fiend. Thing <laughs> that was on. good. That was pretty good. How did they keep – I don't understand how they kept, like, any of the CM Punk shirts, signs, chants. That's why I was trying to get in tr- touch with Stutz, uh, with Stutzy at, at, at the stadium to see, like, man, how did they keep – we didn't hear any CM Punk chants. We didn't see any signs, any T-shirts, nothing. I think what that is, man, and tell me if I'm wrong on this, and I don't know, did they, did they have the roof closed tonight? Did yeah, they, yeah. Did they? Okay, yeah. well – Maybe it was just the, the enormity of the place, but I was going to say if if it was a, a full stadium thing with the open stadium, this is going to go up. Yeah, it's just going to go up. It's going to be hard to hear, and it'll be easier a, for them to filter it out. I think they've got a thing where they just feed just generic crowd noise on a loop to us in TV, yeah, and then whatever, and then they can kind of up that a little bit in order to drown out whatever they need to drown out in right, the stadium. Right, I, I think right. that's partial. I think what it happens. is too, but I think well. Being producers like we are, of course, we, we both are. We do have some experience. In so this. you, I, I, you a lot more than I do, actually. Well, yeah, I was going to say this, I, I'm familiar with crowd mics. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I, I think that they probably had a crowd mic coming in on one of the. Now, is that going to be channels. a parabolic? That's going to be a might be a parabolic mic coming in on the one channel. Their parabolic sure. microphone is going to be like the one that's shaped like a satellite dish, and the sound just echoes into that dish and into the. It's really the parabola. Now, that's why it, the parabolic. Now, is that going to be a hypercardioid pickup, or is that going to be more of a shotgun pattern? <laughs> this is a direct sound. <laughs> It's, it's, see, you're, you're like in, in, when I was in class in high school and they were talking about parabolas, I was like, that's bullshit. I'll never need to know that. Now it's like, oh, how about that? Parabolic yeah, microphones. Well, they, now I know what it is now. If they would have just explained One it. thing, one fucking thing they taught us in math comes back and we. Well, if they would have taught it like that and they were like, well, this is kind of a microphone that picks up crowd noise at football games, I would be like, shit, I understand I that. I get that. I get that. That's a concept that I can deal with. <laughs> it was uh, 18 minutes. 18 minutes to change the entire business, man. It was, it, it was, and, and I think a lot of people too were just like you and I. We didn't know how they were going to do it, you know. Because my th- my thing was in my head, I, I you know, of course, I didn't really know what they were going to do, but I figured what they're probably going to do is like anybody else, you know, at the end of the show, kind of a tease and he him runs walk, in and he beats somebody up, yeah, or just even just walks out and just stands there for a couple of minutes, and everybody just you know, the, it goes off goes off there with people screaming and what shit. If it, what if it's like if, it, if they would have done it wwe style what i just taught what i just described yeah you, well, you just like if they would have had it would have had like, like a young bucks match at the end it's nakazawa but he's got the face mask on but you can't see it but he takes off the mask and it's really him. oh yes <laughs> yes then he takes the aerosol bottle and he starts bashing yeah the young yeah <laughs> so horrible that would have just been terrible <laughs> i'm i mean i really want him to wrestle uh Ricky Starks, I really want him to go with Sammy Guevara, but ultimately he's, he and Max have to pair off at some point, don't they? So many possibilities with this. It's just, you know, and, and, and the ones you just rattled off right there, I, the, I, I would much rather see those than Darby Allen. I'm sorry. I, I'm with you on Darby. He's impressive. He, I, I, I respect. 
and all that stuff, but I, he's just not my thing. He's um, just not yeah. my, he's, I, I don't think I'm in his genre anyway, you know? Yeah. I think demographically, I think we're a little generation, generationally yeah. speaking. Yeah. I don't, I don't think we're in the same demographic as all that, but I mean, but I think they pull sting in to get, try to get us in. That's what it is. I mean, he's trying to get that rub. And then like all these, all these kids that grew up watching sting, like the 2.0 guys and everybody like, Oh dude, can you double splash? Us and shit? And that's what he does. I'm like, okay, cool, man. That, that's awesome. That's fantastic. Hell yeah. Stutz is messaging me now. I don't know if they're leaving or what. I, I know that Vegas is way easier to get around in now that they've got Uber and Lyft. That's been there for a few years now. They had a while. It took a while to get all that stuff going in Vegas because really? of, yeah because the the cabs and stuff oh um, have like a war thing yeah going on. absolutely let me see if he's let me see if he we can, we can get in touch with him now all right cool because i don't i don't know how they were able to here he is live from allegiant stadium hey can you hear me hey can you hear me i sure can hey how how, how was it tonight um it was okay um <laughs> a little long <laughs> um, for what it's worth, am I on the air now, or am I being recorded now? You're being recorded right now. Okay, that's fine. For for what it's worth, uh, as I'm waiting in the rideshare line, right? Uh, at, the reason I missed the initial call was I was in a, a heated dispute with Lyft that I'll get back to after this call. <laughs> uh, but the uh, in the rideshare line. Uh, all anyone is talking about is that Becky came back and that Brock came back. And I mean that in an excited way. Okay. Uh, so perhaps that does say something to uh, the powers that be knowing their actual target demographic more than the people on the internet give them credit for. Shoulder shrug, perhaps. I don't know. Um, but on... I found that very interesting exiting the venue that uh, people are on their phones you know, oh Becky Lynch came back. Oh Brock Lesnar came back. It's it's no uh, it's no snark or or cynicism. So it seems as though the people that this company is trying to reach were happy with the show. That's my take, at least. Well, after the Becky thing happened on your Twitter account at Stutzy S T U T T S Y, you tweeted, "Well, that was a call that was made." <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Would you care to elaborate on that in more than like a few characters now? Sure. Um, you know, so I don't, I, I don't have a faintest idea of what the situation with Austin is. I, I'm sure very few people do, but I will say from having been in somewhat similar situations, you know, running shows and, and, and having a, a, a big event that you have promoted fall through. Um, and I also tweeted this as a follow-up. Sometimes there is no good choice, right. and you just have to do what you can do. Um, having no insider information whatsoever, my assumption, based on on what I saw, was probably that he was supposed to make an appearance of some kind, a run-in, maybe even to It's not ready to go yet, but the team was in need. So that's my take on that. It's not the call that I would have made as a as a booker, um, but it's that that's the call that we made. And again, that's just my perception of the situation. Obviously, yes. I mean, she had a T-shirt, so clearly she was going to be here. Um, but I bet she was just supposed to confront the winner or something like that, and sort of called into action how were they able to keep the cm punk chants down because we couldn't hear any cm punk chants or i mean they, and they did a tremendous job of having like no signs no t-shirts or no anything on camera hear any CM Punk chants and I was stunned yeah I, I told my wife this after actually I told my wife when we woke up this morning I said you know the first match that has the pin lock that goes a little too long is going to get just showered with CM Punk chants uh and I actually did not hear it uh which I was very surprised by there may have been a, a smattering throughout the building but at, at no point in the night was there a, a raucous CM Punk chant that was noticeable throughout the building? And then the reaction to Brock, everybody lost their shit? Yes. 
Yes, very much so. I, I actually, I started piecing it together a little bit at the finish, uh, as they were going into the as as they were going into the finish, because I remember Roman coming back a year ago at SummerSlam as a surprise. And uh, one thing that history will will show you if you, if you research this company tends to go in cycles. Uh, like I, I, I called Nikki winning the briefcase based on Otis winning it last year. This company tends to kind of have an idea of what certain things need to happen, such as like a lighthearted character winning the briefcase. And so that's what they'll go with for a couple of years in a row until they change their mind. And I started piecing it together watching the scene a match. I was like, there's going to be a there's going to be a, a hook at the end, just like Roman coming back last year. Um, I actually had thought earlier in the afternoon in the absence of the end, so, I don't know if you remember last year, nobody expected uh, Braun Strowman and team to close. All the hype on TV had been about uh, McIntyre's match. And I actually had the thought earlier, I was like, you know, if they don't have a, a surprise, if they don't have um, what one of my trainers in the business calls who shot JR moments yeah. everybody talking at the end if they if they don't have that I wonder if they actually put Lashley on last and have he do the cashing I had kind of had some spidey senses about that uh, but I mean if they had if they had, I mean but the thing that Matt should have closed the show and uh, honestly that was probably the right stuff to do because like I said everyone leaving the venue uh, seems very excited about Brock and, and a lot of speculation about the Paul Heyman, you know, scenario and where he fits into things. So based on the people that are walking around with their merchandise and their souvenir chairs and their programs, it, it seems as though that demographic was very happy with the show tonight. I would say the main event paid off. I mean, and that's been true of, I think, a lot of WWE shows. Yeah. The rest of the card, you can always kind of question, but I felt like the top of the card was perfectly fine. Are you of the opinion uh, that Friday night's, 18 minutes of CM Punk was a seismic shift in the business or no? It's certainly plausible. Uh, it's certainly plausible. I mean, the, the, the fair wins have been on, on AEW side for a little while now. Right. Uh, and a, a buddy of mine uh, who's involved in the business on the production end uh, tweeted something out Friday night that I thought was very prolific. It was something out, I don't have it verbatim, but it was something to the effect of no matter what style of wrestling you prefer, AEW is clearly the thing that everyone in the business is talking about. Right. And I think that's interesting. That's not to be overlooked in as much as, you know, you're seeing people jump shit who, you know, when there were no options, obviously literally didn't have that option. And you're also seeing people jump who you would have never thought. I would have never thought they'd let Ron Strowman go. I would have never thought they'd let Bray Wyatt go. Um, I don't know. I, 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 I almost wonder, uh, you know, people have always speculated on how crazy Vince is. I, I almost wonder if Vince is, in fact, so crazy that he sees an opportunity to create his own competition. And, 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 and you know, he made that one comment during the conference call a couple of months ago, a couple of weeks ago, about, you know, how many more people are we going to give him or whatever the exact quote was. And I think there may actually have been a sliver of truth to that, that he, he's like, oh, we, we cut our bottom line. We give them some ball players. Everybody will fucking come out eventually for the WWE. I don't know, but that's an interesting theory to sort of wrestle with. If you will. Um, thanks for talking to us. Next AML show is coming up on August the 29th, next Sunday, correct? Yes, absolutely. Kernersville. Caprice uh, Coleman taking on, I believe, one of your uh, three of your favorites, Eric Royal. Yep. We'll be, we'll be looking for an old lady cat to steal. I'm very confident. So uh, check him out on Twitter. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's at Kernersville on Sunday. Uh, first match is at 4 o'clock. I believe doors open at 3, something in that uh, perimeter, at AML Wrestling uh, on Twitter and all the social medias. We'll give you the information on that. Um, but, yeah, like I said, all in all, it feels like the people in this room, by and large, uh, were pretty happy with the show. Uh, it dragged a little for me. Um, but there were definitely, and I do agree with what you said, that the main event completely delivered. Um, and realistically, I, I, I would never try to disrespect anyone, but think about how you look at it. You could say that going into the night, this is a one-match show, or you could say that you know, if you feel strongly about Sasha or Bianca, or you feel strongly about Edge versus Rollins, 
it might be a two-match show or a three-match show. Right. Having said that, nobody can dispute what the one-match was in that scenario. And yeah. that match delivered. I, I feel like in the moment some people were pissed about what happened to Bianca, but that seems to be even wearing off a couple hours later. I think people kind of remember uh, a few years back when Christian won the title for the first time and it got taken off of him immediately and everyone was really mad, but then the story did actually play out where he got like several main events challenging for it and they got a little heel run out of it. Uh, I, that, I've heard a couple people kind of speculate that that may be where uh, the Bianca thing is going, and I think that does kind of help quell people a little bit, kind of understanding that it is a, a an episodic thing. It is a, a, a linear story that we try to tell. Uh, and so I think once people got over the initial shock, I think people started kind of piecing together, okay, this is probably going to be the next step, and then this, and then this, and the great 20-minute match that we want is still going to come at some point. It's just It just wasn't tonight. Right. Well, we'll let you get back to it. Enjoy your trip in beautiful Las Vegas, Nevada. The only suggestion I have is if you like ramen, there's a place called Monta, M-O-N-T-A. It's over in Chinatown. You should go head over there and get some ramen. Oh, excellent. Excellent. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll add that to the list. It's a, it's a food tour uh, now that the wrestling portion has concluded. <laughs> uh, a... The rest of the trip is a, is a food tour, so I'll, I'll definitely add that to the list. And uh, Fuku Burger, F-U-K-U. I'll, I'll send you the list. At Stutzy. Okay. That's Stutzy yes, on the sir. Twitter machine, S-T-U-T-T-S-Y. Thanks for talking to us, Brad. Thanks, Stutz. Absolutely, man. You guys take care. See you, right. buddy. There you go, Brad Stutz. And you t- heard about the AML show, which is coming up next Sunday in Kernersville, and you should check that out because they do a good job, and they've got a ton of videos. Really on good job. The Twitter machine and stuff like that. So it's good to get him live from beautiful Las Vegas, Nevada, and uh, Allegiant Stadium. I could talk wrestle with him all day, man. No doubt. Um, 45,000 was the actual number that Dave Meltzer tells us. Fifty-one thousand was what was announced. <laughs> they they're dogging him again on Twitter about like that. And like, well, Dave, why would he say that? And he goes, well, he just feels like the number that he puts out is for entertainment purposes only. Um, <laughs> by far, it's the largest crowd that's ever been in that stadium because all of last year they weren't allowed to have fans in the stadium for the Raiders' debut season in Las Vegas. They had one. Um, preseason game there last weekend so that was a large crowd but not as big certainly as what you saw tonight in what is being called by some locals the death star it should be amazing to see if that team is able to actually get um any kind of a home field advantage because there were a lot of people with some pent-up demand they're very happy but then again i I think they were the first team to announce that you have to be vaccinated to get in that stadium right yep yep yeah which and, is weird. And University of Oregon, first uh, NCAA uh, Division One team to announce that, that people have to be vaccinated, and same same situation for ducks. These yeah. uh, left coast elites. Uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> God dang, <laughs> making sure that people are <laughs> vaccinated and such. Uh, the Brock Lesnar thing did look very interesting at the end. A lot of people were upset. Becky kicked Bianca Belair's ass. Not a good night for the baby faces because Nikki A.S.H. also gets her title taken from her by Charlotte, who, as you pointed out correctly as we're watching, yeah, Charlotte needs the title. <laughs> Again. Not a good – and I think Stutz did put on – at Stutzy, S-T-U-T-T-S-Y, he had the observation is, never has there been more of a time of peril for beloved baby faces in this company. <laughs> 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 but what a fun weekend and we still have uh, nxt takeover to watch which i will not watch with as much enthusiasm as i've watched everything so Man, far but it's I, hard to i certainly did enjoy what i've seen so far uh all elite wrestling has the hearts and minds of the real hardcore wrestling fans and they've gotten some mainstream publicity out of this as well as we pointed out it ended up on the espn website about cm punk making his return i don't know if it was actually on sports center it might have been i don't know uh, but wouldn't I, doubt it. I mean, that was, that was a big deal, dude. It's a huge moment for them. Um, so we'll see how, how that goes. Let me you know, sh- the, the main thing I'm looking forward to tomorrow night on, on NXT is, is really kind of more or less afterwards to see what Adam Cole does. See what, see what situation yeah. he gets put in. Yeah. I think everybody's going to see what's going on, particularly with that contract and stuff. And now, uh, you know, you don't know. What, I know that Vince hated the idea for the past 24 hours as we record of people just talking so glowingly about somebody else other than his promotion. He had to hate that. And that's part of the reason why Brad was, Stutz was just talking about the fact that, well, Becky, I know you can't go, but we need you two minutes to kick her ass and just go ahead and take the title so we can get some buzz on this thing. Yeah, that's, how, see, that's what I was wondering. How much of this stuff, and we, you, you and I are talking about it, like right before it started, like 
right now as we were talking before it started you were saying well they're probably making changes right now as we and they, and they probably were i'd be surprised if they were to be honest everything worked out really well they had that one curvature though in the entrance that kind of <laughs> fucked everything up and i'll turn four some more of that great kevin dunn a camera work that we really enjoyed a lot i thought it was really <laughs> couple, yeah. holy shit let's see what happened at SummerSlam. by the way they did announce that the saudi arabia thing is going to happen yeah. in october how about that uh i and i was trying to i was trying to think well i, I I'm, I'm assuming that's why the Goldberg saga will continue because that crown prince wants to see Goldberg in the oh, ring. Oh, he's a again. Goldberg fan. He's a big you know. Goldberg guy. Um, most of the people who were held hostage. <laughs> I said, oh, did you, what did you say? Hey, come on. <laughs> that's not what happened at all. They were guests in a lovely hotel that they couldn't leave for any reason. Um, a lot of those people uh, have been fired by the company. So they're not there anymore, and their wives won't be there to bitch like, about them being held hostage tweet and shit like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, the FTR guys are gone. Yeah, uh, I believe good the, brothers. Good brothers are gone. <laughs> A lot of those yeah, guys. This... Then here's the other thing about that, because as I, re- I think it was SmackDown, because they were held hostage, and then they had to bring in the NXT guys at the last minute, fly them up to Buffalo. I remember this specifically. They had to have a police escort to the building, uh, and got them there just in time for the beginning of SmackDown. I think it was. I'm pretty sure it was SmackDown. I don't think it was Raw. Yeah, it was SmackDown. So, if they have the same fuck up and they're, you know, Vince decides to throw a tantrum and people are held hostage, I'm not sure that the NXT roster would be able to carry a two-hour live program on network television. I don't know if that would be a thing they would be able to do. You'd, you'd probably have to have like Samoa Joe and God damn it, yeah, Karrion Samo- Cross for two hours. I'm gonna need you in an Iron Man match, Samoa Joe. God damn it, it's gonna be great. It'll be, uh, what's going on? An Iron Man match for two fucking hours. Damn. Your pregame match tonight was Big E defeating Baron Corbin six minutes and 32 seconds in a match that I found pretty entertaining. Mr. Money in the Bank, that was his only appearance, and that was in the pregame. See, you you told me I was I was a little shocked when you said you you, you start you're starting to I, enjoy the Baron Corbin. I kind of like the, yeah. the the miserable George Costanza kind of sad sack yeah. cloud over him, Charlie Brown. I just don't like Corbin, man. If it, I think if that character was anybody but him, I, I would probably I might enjoy it. Think it was cute. I don't know how you bring Corbin him back just, from this. Like how you bring him back to the right? Confident, I don't either, I don't man. I thought about that. How do you do? How, how's right. that going to happen? But they're so good at that. They're so good at. Tying knots out, you know, yep. tying things up at the end. So. They're so good. <laughs> they never have any loose ends ever. Uh, Riddle and Randy Orton defeating AJ Styles and almost to win the Raw Tag Team Championships. That's the first of the title belts to change tonight. More to come on that. Were you shocked at that? Uh, I was surprised those guys were as over as they were. I was surprised they were as over as they were. Because again, we talked about this on our last recording in between bashing Vince Russo and <laughs> more on that later. Uh, the, the real tease for the audience is they know that Randy Orton's going to eventually beat the shit out of this kid. At some point, it's just milking that and milking that and teasing that and teasing that and getting full value out of it. That's that's what you're looking yeah, at. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think that's what you're looking at. Yeah. That's what's going to happen. He, you know that. Everybody knows that. This was a nothing match. Alexa Bliss over Eva Marie. Uh, Dewdrop <sighs> has turned on Eva Marie. There's there's your real story here. Dewdrop being the voice of the people at this point and totally fucking with Eva Marie, refusing to help her, and then announcing that she was the loser of the match when it was all over. And here's the thing. Yeah. I... I I don't like the name Dewdrop. Of course. Excuse me. I, I just hate that name, Dewdrop. And, the, and they did the cute little D-O-U. Instead of just calling her like yes. D-E-W. Dewdrop. 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 Yeah. And that, to me, again, I'm going to blame all this shit on Pritchard. I'm going to say that all of this cute bullshit is his his cutesy stuff. Um, Dewdrop. Even Marie still can't work, but she can still not work in a way that's better than the way she used to not it, be it, able yes, to work. It's not as, I don't know. And we seem very far away mm-hmm. from getting hot Alexa back. We seem extremely far away. It doesn't seem like we're any closer to getting hot Alexa back. I, I, you know, I just, I don't still think the, the I was going to say, I don't think the fans like it, but I don't think that fucking matters. So. This is nicer that, than Vince McMahon has been to a big girl uh, in a long time. I think this is like the nicest he's been with Dewdrop. Yeah. It is somewhat the voice of reason and the voice of the people. Uh, well, it won't last long. Uh, Mario Lopez interviewed Riddle and Orton backstage. Mario Lopez wearing a Bret Hart and a Hart Foundation t-shirt. He did call him WWF. Now he will be expelled from the kingdom. Ah, The World Wildlife Federation. Uh, More on special guests interviewing people backstage in just a moment. Damian Priest defeating Sheamus to win the United States Championship. Pretty good match. 
Damian Priest needed to go over. We talked about that last week, and I'm glad that he did go over. Sheamus gave him a pretty good match, and it was all right. I think he's kind of under the radar hot, if that makes any sense. At this point, um, the Usos defeating Dominic and Rey Mysterio to retain the SmackDown Tag Team Championships. I can't figure this out because I would have figured out this would have been the punishment for blowing a a 20-and-a-half on the breathalyzer. Is it? That's old news, dude. What are you talking about? I'm going to make you look good for a while. Another paper, you want to make you drop the titles. Is that the house shows you're going to make less money? Oh, we don't do it that way anymore? Fuck. The economic model has changed. I don't know what to do with you now. Uh, it's a good match. Are you still annoyed by Dominic? Yeah, I am. Sorry. I, I'm sorry. I I, 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 I feel bad for feeling that way. I, I, I know. But I, I'm just... I think about the, the people they've let go. Yeah. And, and think about maybe some people that they still have that maybe could be in his spot yeah i i i, I don't know like everything combined i i think it just and, and it's not like i don't respect what he's done i think he's he's a good worker i guess for for no longer he's been into business and it, it's a it was a cute storyline there for a while when his family when mysterios were there his sister and yeah. dominic's sister and all right. that stuff. but it's just like I, I just don't see where it's going it's not it's but it's quickly becoming stale on Top everything else to me. Again, if you if you want to go to the like the the backstory and the origin story and stuff like that, to have Dominic doing the three amigos because you know Eddie's his real father. That's right. That's Eddie's right. his real father. The storyline that happened a long time ago. There was some parental paternal sort of uh, controversy. This, this goes back to WCW days, right? That goes, well, it comes into and it was a big one. It was like, who's your poppy? That was the T-shirt, and I think I saw somebody with a Who's Your Poppy shirt on tonight. So, it's still something that exists, and not only can AEW fans be geeky, we can also be geeky here in World Wrestling Entertainment. Tiffany Haddish interviewing Damian Priest backstage. She called him the national champion. <laughs> in the WWF. He was a four-seed. He's WWF the- national champion. He was a four-seed coming out of the East. He had a real tough job against St. John's, but he came through and he is <laughs> Yeah, your- he did. <laughs> and I, I love Tiffany Haddish. I, think she's I swear, really I, I thought that St. John's game was going into overtime. <laughs> I did, too. Rick Boogs, for some reason, came out and gave us a musical interlude, and then Sh- Shinsuke Nakamura danced, and then... We got Bianca Belair. They were announcing this was a great this is a great WWE trick. Oh, I'm sorry, Bianca. Sasha's not going to be able to, to make it. Now, Alvarez says they've known essentially for eight days. Obviously, it was a week ago tonight in Charlotte that Bianca... Unforeseen circumstances. Unforeseen circumstances. They couldn't appear. They've known forever that Sasha was not going to be there tonight. They're like, oh, we can't have... But we're going to have Carmella come out and sports entertain you. Hey, what'd you get? <laughs> you got a bunny? I don't know if you can hear that. The stand, man. This is a live recording. See, you think Vince Russo has to put up with this shit? Over in Colorado while he's smoking weed? He shotguns his dog some dope, and the dog goes down like a, like to sleep. That's what Vince Russo does. More on that coming up. So Carmella comes out. I would, I would have thought wait. at that point Bianca goes, I didn't sign a contract to wrestle you, so I'm going to go now. Which is, I mean, it's, that's not a babyface move. But then Becky Lynch defeated. But she has a right to do that. She does, I would think. Uh, Becky Lynch defeats Bianca Belair in 25 seconds. She wins the women's championship, and the crowd goes banana. So there you go. I just, I don't know. I'm not a fan of that. I know they had to do something, but like you said, they, they've kind of known this for eight days. It's, so. But it's classic. It's like classic Vince. Like, I don't want to do anything. Don't tell them anything. We're going to swerve the audience. Watch this shit. They introduced uh, Tamira Mensa Stock and Gable Stevenson, Olympic champions, who came to the ring and oh, got yeah, their accolades. Uh, Drew McIntyre over Jingle Maballs uh, in a terrible <laughs> match. God damn. They had Poor zero Drew. heat whatsoever. Triple threat. It is Charlotte defeating Nikki A.S.H. and Rhea Ripley. Rhea Ripley, not really even much of a factor in this match that much. I know. That's... 13 minutes, four seconds. Charlotte is your winner. Edge over Seth Rollins in a match that took way too long. 21 minutes and 15 seconds. The brood music is what Edge came out to. Then halfway down the ramp, they hit, On this day, I see clearly. So he comes to the I thought ramp. that was cool, actually. It worked out. The entrance is better than the actual thing. Yeah. The match itself. Uh, this was the official, not the official, but the WWE worked attendance, 51,326. I want to know how they decide that. All right, let's do, uh, what are we going to say here, Bruce? Can I go 51, 105? No, no, no. It's too many ones. What about 
50,612. No, that's also too many ones. God damn it. And they just toss it around. They come, we did an odd number last year in Houston, right? Let's do an even number this time. God damn it. All right. Even number, but not a low even number like a two or a four. <laughs> You're right. But I don't want to go as high as eight. We'll do six. That's how we're going to do it. This so, was, uh, sounds from, good. Uh, John Morrison and the Miz in the ring uh, at 10.58 at night. This was so Oh. They have a new Dripstick 2000, but they, none of them has it. So Xavier comes out and then soaks them and they leave. And that's when the CM Punk chants I thought would have drowned that out would the have been world. Perfect. You would have been able to hear them to Reno. They they should they could have done anything chance. They should have done like Gilbert chance. So anything anything w- that was just horrible. WWE Championship match. Bobby Lashley defeats Goldberg. It was a ref stoppage. MVP hits him in the knee. Uh, pronoun spell. Who's him? It's Goldberg in the knee. <coughs> Later on, they tease it, and there's a problem. And then um, Gage Goldberg comes in the ring, jumps on Bobby Lashley's back. Bobby, not knowing who it is, chokes him out, and then MVP's like, oh, no, don't do that. It's a it's a 14-year-old or whatever. And uh, Goldberg's pissed, and we're going to go on because Goldberg has to get another eight-figure payoff yeah. from some asshole with his blood money in Saudi Arabia. Uh, Roman Reigns with Paul Heyman defeating John Cena to retain the Universal Championship under just under 23 minutes. And this one turns out okay. Um, I thought it was good for a main event. And then at the end, the big news, of course, is that Brock Lesnar makes an appearance. And it looks like um, Roman Reigns looks like he saw a ghost. And Paul Heyman plays it up very well. So now we're going to see what happens coming up on SmackDown with uh, Brock Lesnar being back. Yeah. Um interesting to see what kind of schedule he rolls with now too if it's going to be the usual Brock Lesnar schedule or what let me let me play the clip for you from um, I had it all queued up from uh, from Vince this is um, something he did with Night Train Jeff Lane on uh, Bash of the Beach so let me see if I can after I get past this stupid commercial, <laughs> which is dumb as hell. Well, I'm making Vince another $2.50. It's going to go a long way toward him on the rebuild of uh, Realm Network. You're welcome. Yeah, sure. I'm glad to contribute. That show. Look how freaking lean those guys are. They're so freaking lean. I, I, I mean, you know what I'm saying, bro? They're not. They're lean. And they look like a million freaking bucks. Bro, that is not normal. Bro, bro. God does not want you to covet a man's body in that way, bro. God in the Old Testament says you should not want to lick whipped cream off a man's belly button and go all the way down the goody trail to heaven. God does not want you to do that, bro. God does not want you to go on all sorts of apps and see gay porn from some of your favorite stars while you're smoking a doobie at home in Colorado and your wife thinks you're asleep, bro. Bro, that is not normal. But look at those abs. <laughs> That's the kind of shit he gets on Meltzer. I know. That's the kind of shit. I it's know. Like, I know. <laughs> That's the kind of shit. Um, so we've engaged in some more warfare against uh, our mortal enemy, uh, Vince Russo. And there's, there's really no – I've been blocked by – Everybody now uh, from all of the accounts. But what's so funny? I, I don't know if it's funny or not. <laughs> is, is Mark Roenick <laughs> and Vince Russo still follow me? I don't know. I, I, I guess I, I'm low on the totem pole. We'll keep that in our quiver. We may need that at yeah, some point. I, I, well, that's why I've kept them to the side because I figure something like this might just happen. So the thing that disappointed me is that I always thought that Buzz Burbank was the Michael Elston, Buzz Burbank was the good guy. In this whole situation, a lot of people who listen to you used to listen to the Donna Mike show out of D.C., which was syndicated across America. Buzz Burbank was their news guy. Fantastic voice. Did some voiceover work. Was a friend. You saw the you saw the email I published from him that, mm-hmm. that he sent me back in 2015 after I sent those fuckers some money. Like, way more money than anybody else has ever sent those shitheads. And um, <laughs> I always thought that Buzz was a good guy. So I asked him from the Britt Whitmire account. I said, well, did Mark pay you anything from the sale of the Realm Network? And Buzz writes, well, that's not even a question. That is just a pedantic uh, assemblage of something. And you're blocked. And then Mark comes on. Ron, what Mark, the fuck? Mark Ronick puts the applause emojis on me. So 
I, I sent back to him from the Brad and Brit account. I sent a buzz. This is particularly disappointing knowing what you guys went through with Don Geronimo back in 2015 when I defended you guys. And so did Mark. And so did Adam Chirac. And so did a lot of us. They started to get in business with Don Geronimo, who figured out very quickly that, that Mark Roenick and Buzz Burbank and, and Lowell Meltzer didn't know a whole lot about business. And Don was cutting vicious promos that were extremely personal and awful. And people like, this is how I really got to know Adam Chirac and the guys on the gaming marathon. As we came to their defense, there was a, I, I remember they had a sort of a staff meeting among the Realm Network shows with a conference call with all of us to kind of tell us what was going on and how Don was lying. It turns out, turns out Don had some insight onto how bad a businessman these guys really were. And I, I defended these people pretty, pretty vociferously, and so did, so did Chirac. And I thought, well, you know, I feel very, I'm kind of let down by that whole situation because those guys didn't fucking care. You know? Yeah. They were just using me at the time to strike back against whatever. And that, that was kind of what bummed me out. But I told, you know, I told Adam and I told Dennis, I said, you know, I, I don't care at this point. Um, that whole situation helped me get to know you guys better. And you guys have stood by us for, you know, six years now. So there was something that good that came out of all of that. The, they can't get their story straight about whether the network was sold or not sold, or if he's using the money the Russo is paying toward infrastructure or he can't, they can't seem to get that story straight because as you know, in the video that we played last week, when Ronick Ronick calls up Russo <laughs> and says, he's going to move on. He's done with the network. What was, what, what did Vince immediately say on that video? Bro, buy it. That was my first thought. Buy it. So I'm taking Vince at his word that he's going to buy the network. I don't know what he's buying because there's no value to it. The idea behind what um, Brian Last does with Arcadian Vanguard is you can't get maybe a lot of listeners with one show. So you bundle them all together, four or five shows, and you go to an advertiser and you can say, well, we have you know, 28,000 people listening and they're in this demographic because, and you can run your commercials across the entire platform and get a whole bunch of people. That's the idea. Uh, Mark and Lowell were never bright enough to figure that out or be able to accomplish it. There was one point in time six years ago, five or six years ago, when they told me when we were back with the network, when they go, God, we, you know, we almost had this male and female team that were going to do it. And uh, they had some experience with digital sales and stuff like that. But God, it just fell through. And then that was the end of it. There was no more pursuit of anybody else or trying to get anybody to know what they were doing or any chances to monetize or anything like that. And then I, I, I alluded to, you saw me allude to the fact that when Adam quit the realm network shortly after they forced us out, um, because we were calling out Russo's homophobia and his bullshit, um, that Chirac found out, Oh, wait a minute. We had these opportunities. We could have monetized if we would have known Nobody told us, <laughs> and he was very upset about that because Mark never told him. So I think the current story with Russo is the money is going toward building some sort of network infrastructure for the Realm Network. I, I don't $20, know. $20,000? At, at, and counting, because the, the update over the weekend is he's found oh, a magical developer that's going to help tow him out of the hole, and now... The timeline is for two weeks. Everything's going to be sailing in about two weeks. You know who else used to do the two weeks from now thing, right? <laughs> Who's that? Our former president. <laughs> Something special is happening in two weeks. So uh, I'm going to go cut to the chase on, on this one, and here's a spoiler alert. Uh -huh. Nothing will have changed in two weeks. <laughs> he will have sunk more money into this. This is this is the Afghanistan war. This is Vietnam. Uh, yeah. He's going to go back to his wife. Yeah. Honey, I, sw I swear... Five thousand more dollars. Fix everything. We're done. We'll get this thing going. Boom, boom, boom. We monetize. We stop making money, and then I swear, three thousand more dollars. They just need to get this server fixed up and get the code written right and the RSS feed. Boom, we'll be set. Come back. Eight thousand more dollars. I swear, this is gonna <laughs> do it. They said this is gonna fix. The back door is wide open, and and what I'm I'm kind of surprised of right now is that these assholes haven't accused me of being the guy who hacked into his site last week. 
I'm surprised that those guys haven't. Oh gone. yeah. I'm surprised that those guys haven't accused me of See, that. See, but that, I'm not. I'm not even sure I believe that anyway. Oh, what's your theory I, on that? I'm just. I just think that's, that's bullshit. That's I just think he's full of shit. So he. It's just an excuse. That's that. That really would fit in with his mo perfectly. I never took that. I took that with a grain of salt anyway. We were being hacked by someone who wanted to shut me down, which does appeal to the aggrieved white male folks who are following oh, right, Russo. right in the wheelhouse. There's some hippie who's into Big multiculturalism man. and he's a non-binary sexual person who hates Vince Russo so much he wants to shut him down on the internet. Yeah, I, right. I love your theory. Yeah, I love it because I'm, that makes a lot of sense. I'm telling actually. you. I'm telling you. That makes a lot of sense as to what you're doing. So, bro, they were hacking into me and there was no way we could stop it. There was no way and they said, I don't, if you got a guy who's writing programs and stuff for you and is doing network security and they tell you that they can't stop somebody from hacking, that person isn't very good at their job. And I'll be honest, as much as I can't stand him, I'm not going to waste my time hacking into his shit. I would I've know, got better things to do. I'm 50 fucking one years old. I barely understand how to power this phone on at 8 no o'clock shit, in the morning. No shit, not to mention that. <laughs> yes. I can, I can do things that some of the population can't do. I can edit some uh, some some audio, which you can do, and I can upload a podcast. That's about the extent of my. I've, I've done a little bit of HTML. I've done a little bit of this, that, and the other. But I can't. I don't know how to hack into somebody's shit. I don't even know. I wouldn't even know. Like, do I to, to go find some fourteen year old kid to go do it? I wouldn't I, even know how to do that. I don't either. I don't. It's, I, if I was going on Craigslist and I was like, all right, I'll, I'll pay you a hundred bucks. Find this guy in Colorado. Hack into his shit and fuck his shit. I wouldn't know how to do that. What do I, how do you even do yeah, that? Yeah, how do you do that? I don't even know how to do that. But I'm, I'm very surprised that they've not accused me of doing that. I didn't think about it, that's, but I am too, not you said. That's, that's, that may be the next thing. Is it was all me because I wanted to shut down his free speech when suddenly he was the guy that shut down my free speech. How about that? It's the wildest thing. Funny how that works. Um, and then they, he's, it was the weirdest thing because somebody tweeted him. And they said, well, these these new stupid-ass shows, which you as the three-link, this modern-day uh, Howard Stern that you think you are, mm. um, no. these new shows, are they going to be like per subscription or is it going to be like one bundle for the Patreon or what are we doing there? And he goes, well, yeah, each one's going to be like a separate subscription and it's less than a buck a week. And I'm like, that is a great business model. <laughs> He's already got... This one Patreon bucket, which is, I think, wrestling with consequences or something. And I was looking at the shit today and, you know, for eight bucks a month or whatever, then you get this, just create another Patreon. Just here's, here, this is my, if you want to subscribe to these, this bunch of shows over here, it's almost like the sling blue package and the sling yeah. orange package. That's what it is. You can do this. And if you want to listen to, you know, disco talking about his dick size or whatever, I don't know his strip club adventures, then you sign up and for 10 bucks a month over here, you'll get this show, this Goldie, by the way, you, you did say Goldilocks is going to be at rest. Yes. Oh, she's turned into a dreadful what right wing yes. hat. Uh, well, Shortly after Memorial Day, she went on this rant about how uh, those of us who would, would want to criticize the military should shut the fuck up. Oh, really? Yeah, there was there was a whole thing. You don't understand the sacrifice and you don't know, so shut the fuck up. Oh. So she's the only one that really gets their pain. Oh, okay. She gets the empathy and the well, pain, I, and I, the rest of us are just pieces well, of shit. Well, that means I need to get my picture I, made I with know, her, man. That's I mean, a, that's She's special. Look, I know you served in the Navy and everything, and God bless your soul, but you don't understand. I know. You don't get it, and this woman does. This woman who has played some ragged-ass Fleetwood Mac covers at shitholes across Louisville really gets the whole military mindset well you know i this, took her for a word this woman whose work on the early days of tna makes like some of the garbage you see from alexa bliss now in wwe television look like emmy winning material oh yeah there was some bullshit on the opening pay-per-views weekly pay-per-views segments that they did where she was fucking dreadful mm -hmm. i mean just so bad so yeah she'll <laughs> be at, she'll be at wrestlecade and if you want to have your maga hat you can go ahead she'll and have that sign done it for with you there's a bunch there's just a bunch of right-wing infiltrating bullshit that's, that's in, in, in wrestling. It is. I, I'm thinking the same thing. Look at what happened. With, the same thing. Look at what happened with Tony Khan. Tony Khan's week started with them cutting Tim Tebow. It ends with CM Punk debuting. I mean, what kind of a week did that guy have? And I, I just, I've I, somebody was tweeting also about like, 
You guys are saying this stuff about the Young Bucks being like right-wing anti-vaxxers. You need to shut up because that ain't true. And it's like, oh, really? They're big religious assholes. They're big religious dickheads. We know Jericho, their best buddy over there, had people that were in on the insurrection on January the 6th. I mean, the people who like sleep on the same bed with him and people who he shares DNA with. I mean, Jesus Christ. Well, God dang, he had Trump Jr. on there promoting that stupid book of his. And, you know, his his daddy, Tony Khan's daddy, gave money to Donald Trump's inauguration. So excuse me for thinking that there's some right-wing bullshit involved in that company. Yeah. Sorry. I forgive them now because, you know, CM Punk's back. All's forgiven. (laughs) Once you get that culture, once you let guys like Phil Brooks and you let Daniel Bryan in there. Oh, uh, um, that's going to be something else. People start recycling shit and you, all that stuff. You get a, a granola-eating peacenik like Brian Danielson in that company. I don't know. You get a composting, Prius-driving son of a bitch. Woo! <laughs> like, what you, would you think of uh, Flair's going to be at that NWA 73 thing in St. Louis? <laughs> all right, what, Is we, he taking the train? What do you think? Do you think the picture is legitimate or not? Yeah, I do. <laughs> you think it's just true? because it's so wild, man. <laughs> and that and that hair, man, and the hair. I know there's a million probably dudes that have that hair. Right, what's what's the downside from him going? Oh, I know what it is because he's eating out somebody else, not his wife. That's the problem. That might be an That's issue. The problem. That's why he has to lie about it instead of like keeping up the image. If this was. All right, let's just assume, let's say in 1983, there would have been phones and the internet and you could share shit like there is now. I don't know. He probably would have copped to it back then to keep up with his image. Now, like the, like, <laughs> like Jim, Jim Crockett would have called him and go, uh, Nature, I need you to go ahead and say that you were eating that pussy. <laughs> we got we to gotta sell like a few hundred tickets in, in Spartanburg. <laughs> And we need to. Keep, I know. I know your wife. I know Beth's gonna be pissed at you. I need you. I need you. <laughs> Mush and Mushnick wants you to go on there and say that you did it. <laughs> and and when you go down to Dallas, Fritz wants you to go down there and say you you did it. You took the train to Dallas. And 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 the guys in Japan, they're kind of uh, they can go either way. Eddie, but when Eddie Graham, when you get to Florida, you're definitely gonna have to say you did it. <laughs> Flippy yeah. doing AM track commercials. Anyway, uh, but when when you get out now, Roy Shire, he <laughs> he's not in that pussy eating. So you're gonna <laughs> you're gonna have to kayfabe him a little bit on that shit. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm you know what I'm saying is true. Oh my god! If yes. I'm lying, I'm dying. <laughs> I think it's funny that he's making fun of it on the internet, or at least his his social team or whatever they are. Yeah, he's rolling with it. Yeah, I mean, I don't. Do you think it's real? I think it's, I'm 50 50 on it. I think there's a chance. I'm leaning toward more real than not. I, I'm not totally convinced, but I like, think it is. I mean, because then I, for a second I thought it was Wendy, because I'm like, well, it's got to be. Maybe. But then the only, the only identifying thing on that woman, I think she's a brunette. And I can only tell that from the hair on her head. And then she's got like an Apple Watch or something on there. So yeah, I don't yeah, know. If, I don't yeah. know if Wendy's looking at that going. I don't wear no fucking apple. I don't know no fucking apple. Well, you know, my brother saw him a few weeks ago, a couple yeah. weeks or so, or whenever it was ago. He was alone. Yeah, at, at the steak place. Yeah. So and he was drinking too, right? And he was drinking. Yeah. So. And they do have trains in Atlanta. Last time I checked, called Marta. So. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Oh, please tell me he wasn't on a Marta going through Atlanta eating somebody's bush. <laughs> well, if I was going to do, if I was going to do some eating out, I think Marta would be the. <laughs> Probably the most sanitary place I could think I'm of sorry, to do it. But I just don't know how, like, I don't know how the urban males, if I may be clear, I don't know how they're going to react to the nature boy, like, doing that. Because I, I don't, in, in, in the hip-hop community, I, I think eating pussy is still kind of there. It's still, like, this radical idea, you know, to some people. I'm just so many getting started in pussy. Woo! Don't you worry about me. I'll be getting off in Buckhead. Woo! <laughs> Next stop, Nature Boy. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Moth eating, skin diving, jet flying, limousine riding, son of done. And these gators get hot all down. Woo! I don't know. 
That's right, Stanley. I don't know. Hey, hey, Stan thought it was funny. Stan, I mean, he's, everybody looked like they were having a good time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, everybody in that photo. That's, what, looked, that's all that matters, I guess. Everybody in that photo looked like they're having a good time. I mean, if I get to be in my seventies and all of a sudden I'm overcome with passion and need to eat somebody out, hey. why not, man? Maybe that'd be another advertisement. Like Conrad could throw it on for Blue Chew. Yeah, it's like Seinfeld. <laughs> Seinfeld when uh, when Morty, you know, Seinfeld's dad. Yeah. Like, like you know, I'm 70 years old. If I want to chip ahoy, I'll have a chip ahoy. Chip ahoy. <laughs> All right. Any closing thoughts on another award-winning episode of uh, Katie Vickers Alive Alive? Wow. What a, what an eventful two nights, especially Friday night. It's just that I'm sorry, that was just great. This is amazing. We got to talk about CM Punk. We got a live report from Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas, Nevada. We got to trash Vince Russo. And we got to talk about Ric Flair eating pussy. It's a full day. What else do you want in a podcast, people? What, what else can we give God you? God damn! Some people pay for this shit. Uh, Bryant, followable on social media. It's Bry Sports, B R Y Sports. That's Instagram and also Twitter. He is. Stanley Jackson 23 on the Twitter, on the TikTok machine, rather. I am Britt Whitmire, B-R-I-T-T-W-H-I-T-M-I-R-E on Twitter. The show is at Katie Vick Alive on Twitter. And on Instagram, I am B-Dub for Reels, B-D-U-B number four, R-E-E-L-Z. And I'll mention again our friend Stutzy. Give him a follow on Twitter, S-T-U-T-T-S-Y, at Stutzy. On the Twitter machine, if you want to support what we do, you can do that very easily. Our Amazon store can, is... Can, quick, quickly, tell, yes, yes, tell, yes. Stutzy, tell them who, who Stutzy played with uh, Matt Hardy real fast. Just so people... He was the it. scribe. Yeah, he was... I'm sorry. On those on those 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 delete things, he was the scribe. He was the scribe. Yeah. They did a great job at it. They kept calling him back for that shit, too. He was fantastic in yeah. that whole situation. Until next time, fans, we'll see you ringside. Fans, that'll do it for this week. See you next week, and until then, so long for now.